Hello, 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 my beautiful people. I am Sharon Nicole. I am the host of the Surrender Twin podcast, and I'm back. I know I took a hiatus. I honestly been trying to gather my thoughts for the past month, trying to figure out how to work on this podcast and equipment update. I still am trying to figure out, but I'm sure I'll get there eventually. But today's topic has been pretty heavy on my mind. And I feel like God's been tugging on my heart to just speak about it. And it's going to be about lukewarm Christianity. And I feel like it's something that churches don't really talk about. I see it a lot on TikTok and Instagram and whatnot. But I wish churches would talk about it more. So here I am. Hopefully one day they will. But like I said, I have written down eight signs that you're a lukewarm Christian and this is not to bash anyone or to make anyone feel bad or condemned but I just want to bring a light to our sins because I know I used to be a lukewarm Christian and I've definitely evolved within the past year but I just want people to be aware of the things that they're doing and convict them and change their lifestyle for the better you know what I'm saying so the first thing I have is you don't read your Bible. And I'm not saying you have to be some sort of theologist when it comes to reading your Bible. I'm not perfect by any means. Some days I generally just let the hectic side of life just kind of get in the way. And that's my fault. But when I mean read your Bible, I want people to understand that they need to be knowledgeable when it comes to the word and not just pick and choose the scripture that they want to listen to because a lot of people tend to pick what they like and almost use it as a motivational quote per se and nothing not that it's bad to use christian scripture obviously it's christian scripture my gosh i don't even know where i went with that but obviously using scripture is good to help support us through our mental and spiritual battles when it comes to being a Christian in this world. But a lot of people, when you're like, oh, you need to read your Bible, they're like, oh, well, I read it in fifth grade at Vacation Bible School. Babe, I did too. And I can tell you right now, I didn't know Jack about the Bible in freaking fifth grade. And that's just the reality of it. And a lot of people like to use Christianity as association. So say so-and-so is Christian. So I think I'm Christian and I know what they know. No, you don't. You need to learn it for yourself. My second thing is a lot of lukewarm Christians only go to God when they have a problem or they want something. And this kind of ties in with the manifestation thing. And people pray saying, oh, God, like, please let me have this massive house, for example, all white cabinetry, all white this and that. You know what I'm saying? That's just an example. But it's almost like they only talk to God when they want something or if something's going really bad in their life. And when something is good in their life, they kind of almost neglect God in a sense and forget that, hey, he did that for you. You did not do that on your own. And this also kind of ties into my number three which is you only want to be a christian because you're scared of going to hell and i used to be this christian i was terrified of being like oh my gosh what if i go to hell yeah what if um 
this sounds really sarcastic. I promise I'm not trying to be that way. But when a lot of Christians claim Christianity as their religion, I feel like a lot of times they're just scared of the end. Personally, I'm actually very fascinated by the end of times. I think it's one of the coolest things to read about and that just might be me but I feel like you need to get to the point in your relationship with Christ to not be afraid of going to hell you are so secure in your relationship with him that if the world were to end tomorrow it wouldn't even like let's say like not concern but almost affect how you live your life because the end of the world it's going to be very similar to the days of Noah, just like Jesus said in Matthew when he was talking to the apostles when they were like, Hey, when are you gonna when are you gonna let your girl down? you know? And truth be told, you're you're not it's gonna be a little like obvious. Like the contractions are gonna be there. Things are gonna get more hectic as time progresses, but going back to what I was talking about was being a Christian because you're scared you're scared of the end and you don't want to suffer for all of eternity and kind of straying from that topic oh I'm guessing <laughs> number four is you try to twist scripture to justify your sin for pride and pleasure and I feel like this is not talked about enough a lot of people are like oh when i'm drinking jesus drank wine um the wine that jesus drank back then is not even comparable to the wine that is fermented and created today it's just it's not it a lot of people use that excuse for drinking multiple drinks to the point where they're getting buzzed they're getting tipsy and then they're all of a sudden they're drunk and it's just crazy to me because you say you do you're a christian but you're not glorifying god in that sense and i'm not saying it's bad to drink i personally don't because i do feel a heavier conviction compared to a lot of other christians and that's my personal conviction i'm not bashing anyone who drinks and um, it's fun to hang out with your friends but i feel like you're one foot in and one foot out in that sense so that's really a personal thing and I pray that if that does apply to whoever is listening that you sit down and talk to God and be like hey am I glorifying you in this way when I'm hanging out with my friends and we're getting mimosas for brunch and all of a sudden I'm like 10 mimosas in you know and my next point is you think you're saved because you do good deeds and attend church regularly. So this is kind of like a two-parter. People are like, well, I'm a good person. Mm, technically, no one's a good person. We are all sinful people, whether we realize it or not. I am a sinful person. So are my best friends. So are the people that attend my church. The difference between that is if we're repenting or not if we are aware of the mistakes that we're making are we trying to change for the better are we trying to change for the better of his kingdom or are we just doing it for our fleshly pride 
and the attending church regularly. When I talk to guys, this this kind of pertains to a lot of people in my life, but they're like, oh, I go to church every Sunday. I'm like, okay, but do you read your Bible? Granted, it, I probably feel like a lot of people have heard this comparison where, oh, would you only work out one time a week and expect your dream body? The obvious answer is no. If you're only going to church one time a week and literally not opening your Bible, I'm sorry, but your little devotional does not count for the five minutes that you read it and literally just live on your worldly lifestyle the rest of the day. I'm sorry, somebody's got to tell the truth. And it's literally just not talked about enough. But, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry if you can hear in the background. I literally do not have a quiet room in this house, but that's the reality of my life. But when it comes to attending church regularly, like I was talking about the comparison between working out one time a week and going to church one time a week, nobody is going to the gym one time a week and expecting this BBL body uh, like just unexpectedly same with your spiritual lifestyle you cannot expect God to do works and wonders in your life if you're quote-unquote only talking to him one hour out of the entire week you don't even make time for our savior throughout your days why do you think you should feel special when you're not even making time for him? Ooh, I kind of felt like really heavy on that one. My next uh, point is though, is people who always say God's going to forgive me after choosing sin because he knows my heart. And I'm just going to pull a scripture out for this one. It's actually... Jeremiah it's in Jeremiah it's Jeremiah 17 9 and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard this verse before but it's actually pretty true and it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick who can understand it so when you're saying God knows my heart your heart is deceitful your heart is part of your flesh it is not from the spirit the spirit tries to change your heart but if you're still living in a world full of sin, mm, why should God trust your heart? Well, why, why should he know your heart? Your heart is going against every single thing he has said. And then the forgiving part also goes along with not forgiving others. God's going to forgive me. Okay, but have you forgiven the person that's done you wrong? Probably not. Mm, Matthew 6, 14 through 15 says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. A lot of people only like to pick one verse, and a lot of people just like, Oh, well, this applies to me, but I'm not going to forgive that person, but I know God will forgive me. No. It is explicitly stated in Matthew 6, 14 through 15. And then it also reminds me of Galatians 6, 8. For the one who sows to his own flesh will, will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit will reap eternal life. You reap what you sow. If you're not forgiving others, why should people forgive you? 
And it's vice versa. If you're not forgiving others, why should God forgive you? We are no better than the people that did us wrong. We are all sinners. I, like, I just want to get that point across. And then part B of saying God will always forgive me after choosing sin is enjoying your sin and choosing it. Like fornic fornication, masturbation, porn, drunkenness. And the biggest piece of scripture would probably be Revelation 3.16. So because you are lukewarm warm, and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my out of my mouth. I don't know about you, but this verse terrifies me. I do not want to be a lukewarm Christian. You, It is just a slap in the face when you want your cake and you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, so when you want it and you want to live this worldly lifestyle, but also want to be that Christian on Sunday, it is a slap in the face to God, honestly. And 1 John 3.10 also kind of supports this and it says by this is evident who are the children of god and who are the children of the devil whoever does not practice righteousness is not of god nor is the one who does not love his brother you cannot pick and choose we are to we are called to love one another i know they did you wrong but you did god wrong and he still loves you just think about that and when it comes to choosing your sin matthew 16 26 kind of worked it out perfectly for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul or what shall a man give in return for his soul i see a lot of things especially on tiktok where they're like saying certain celebrities sold their soul to the devil and this kind of like um supports this in a sense by them choosing their sin and living for the enemy they're losing their whole soul they are losing something that god made and they're giving it up for this fame and this pride that is literally so worthless at the end because when you read ecclesiastes literally the whole entire book of ecclesiastes it it just says i think it's king solomon writing it but i'm probably wrong like a lot of other people but what is <laughs> like it's almost like this life is meaningless without god like you are getting all of these worldly things and it's just like, for why? Like, what purpose does it have? Because at the end of the day, it will not matter. Once you are face to face with the creator of the world, he's not going to care what you had as long as you served him. It doesn't matter if I win a million awards. doesn't matter if I'm a millionaire. doesn't matter that I spent so much time just perfecting my persona and my appearance like because it's all a facade it does not matter it literally does it matter and my next point <laughs> kind of ties back in with matthew 16 26 which is living for the world um manifestations zodiac signs crystals the biggest one is self-love and i've noticed this kind of become a trend on tiktok and it's honestly just the worship of self saying that you're your own god you're not. You didn't create yourself. You are not in control of the rest of the universe because the creator of the universe is the only one in control. And manifestation, a lot of people like to intertwine this with praying, saying, oh, I'm praying to the universe. Well, the universe is rocks. Straight up rocks. I'm sorry, but the rock that you're speaking to is not going to create some type of miracle. 
God created the rock. So what makes you think that this rock is going to do something? And I promise I'm not trying to offend people, but this is just like blatantly obvious. Same with zodiacs. People make this an entire personality. Okay, you were born in that month, but that does not define you. Um, and back to the self-love. It's, it's just, it's okay to take care of yourself, but it's not okay to literally just and like make your whole life just about you self-love oh i'm literally like the highest human being alive oh i look so amazing oh my goodness if that isn't just like so self-absorbing like i feel like it's almost strengthful at a point where all you care about is yourself and it's taken me a long time to kind of get out of that little hole of self-love because i said it is okay to take care of so take care of yourself i mean your body is a temple why wouldn't you want to take care of yourself but it comes to a point where it's almost a part of like idolizing and that's just not it chief and my last one is you don't repent this is a big one a lot of people because this ties back into oh god will forgive me you're not repenting you're not changing your ways why should god forgive you if you're not even trying to stop that sin i there's a difference between falling into temptation and it's like a really big struggle of sin that you have personally a lot of people have personal things that they struggle with like drunkenness thankfully i do not struggle with that but a lot a lot of people struggle with fornication and it's not talked about enough you should not be sleeping around. You should be waiting for the person you're going to marry. And if you don't even desire marriage, I'm sorry, but don't sleep around. Your body is a temple. You are made in the image of God. Why would you degrade yourself that way? And Ezekiel 18, 21 through 28, which is really long, but I'm going to read it because it's honestly really good. <laughs> But if a wicked person turns away from all of his sins that he has committed and keeps all my statues and does what is just and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the transgressions that he has committed shall be remembered against him. For the righteousness that he has done, he shall live. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord God, and not rather that he should turn from his way and live? But when a righteous person turns away from his righteousness and does injustice and does the same abominations that the wicked person does, shall he live? None of the righteous deeds that he has done shall be remembered for the treachery of which he is guilty and the sin he has committed. For them he shall die. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not just. Hear now, O house of Israel, is my way not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? When a righteous person turns away from his righteousness, righteousness and does injustice he shall die for it for the injustice that he has done he shall die again when a wicked person turns away from the wickedness he has committed and does what is just and right he shall save his life this kind of goes into the sense of redemption because jesus is our redeemer um but because he has considered and turned away from all his trans transgressions that he has committed he shall surely live he shall not die this states time and time again if you repent if you finally change your ways and do 
things that glorify God. He will forgive you. But why should he forgive you if you're just going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it again and thinking it's okay? He'll, he knows my heart anyway. Like I said before, your heart is deceitful. My heart, deceitful. My flesh loves to get in the way and obsess over minuscule things that will literally get in the way of my relationship with God. And it's just not something that I desire anymore. Thank God, literally, thank God for changing me and transforming my mind and renewing my heart it's just it's something that just needs to be obvious because because i just don't want to comfort people with lies i don't want to comfort their sins people are uncomfortable with the truth and it's so obvious that if people get canceled for comforting their lies oh it's okay do x y and c he's gonna forgive you anyway yeah he'll forgive you if you stop doing it not if you keep doing it for the rest of your life and then oh uh and then you get to the point where mm, i probably should have repented yeah you probably should have and it's not too late until it's late too late i'm just telling you we're getting down to the nitty-gritty your soul is so important. Why do you think that the enemy tries to attack it every single day? Why do you think spiritual warfare is such a real thing? Because your soul is precious. And God made it precious. I kind of got a little heated within myself. But those are my eight signs you're lukewarm. So I really pray that whoever listens to it, I've, I pray that you're convicted of some things. Because I definitely get convicted every single day by the Holy Spirit. But I just want to say a quick prayer. Lord, I just pray that whoever is listening to this just comes to you, Lord, and realizes what their temptations and what their flaws and what their sins that affect them day in and day out, how they affect their relationship with you, Lord. I just pray that you convict them with your spirit. And that they truly decide to surrender their life and follow you. Because it's, it's a hard thing, but it's a beautiful thing. And this is literally all I want for every single person on this planet. Because we need to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And to make heaven crowded. Alright. Amen. I will talk to you guys soon. Um, I don't actually know what the next episode is going to be. And hopefully I can figure out how to work a microphone and it not be too loud or too low but till next time bye bye